All the music used in this episode fall under fair use under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, and reporting. Thank you. Having a little beverage. Oh my god. So I'm, I'm going to make something too. Wait. Okay, yeah, make something. You should have told me before. I would have had it ready. Okay, I... Ah. <laughs> okay, one second, one second, one second. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of My Records and Me, the show where basically I just have people in my life, people who are important to me. Come on, we talk about music that connects us and that we love together. This week I have my good, good friend Kyle on. Kyle, say hi to Hi, I'm Kyle. Um, I'm not her good friend. I'm her good Judy, okay? You're my good Judy. Her good duties. Um, and this week we are talking about the amazing album like a bird by madonna so just a quick story before i even get into it so the reason why i have kyle on is actually for one reason but it's actually a lie that i realized (laughs) about two weeks ago so in my head i had made up that kyle had given me his like a virgin record that is not true at all (laughs) he has his and i have mine i not know how i messed that up but in my head you had given me this record but then when I was at your apartment a few weeks ago, there it was. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, there's either he took it back, but you did it. It's in my. No, I never gave that to you. Yeah, so that's what, actually the me- so reason why a- I had you on. So that's this, this falsely all, this connects all, us. Lie. But um, over the past few weeks of you listening to it and me kind of repeatedly listening to it, um, I love this album. You love this album. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm gay, and she's a diva. And so I, I this, have, I'm forced. This is the album. Talk into the mic, please. I'm gay and she's a diva, <laughs> so I'm forced to. <laughs> and this is this is the album that made Madonna, Madonna, and made her an icon, point blank. Period. Period. <laughs> so, Like a Virgin is the second studio album by Madonna, released on November twelfth. 1984 by Sire Records. I don't know if they still exist anymore. I was two years old. In 1984? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were born in 2001. Okay, Wait, whatever. Wait, you were born after 9-11? Three months. I did not know that, actually. <laughs> Wait, I, like, did, but, like, it never registered till right now. No. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a, uh, yes. I was in my mother's stomach. <laughs> So, Madonna wanted to be the producer, uh, the record producer, actually, on this album. However, her label was not ready to give her that artistic freedom. And they chose Nile Rodgers, who is an amazing producer, an amazing musician, uh, due to his work with David Bowie. Um, Madonna said, when I was making the record, I was just so thrilled and happy to be working with Nile Rodgers. I idolized him, and I couldn't believe the record company gave me the money so I could work with him. Madonna wrote six songs on the record, five which feature Steve Bray as a co-writer, one of her longtime collaborators. Madonna wanted the album title and cover image to make a provocative link between her own religious name, Madonna, as the Roman Catholic title for Jesus' mother, Mary, and the Christian concept of the virgin birth. Some really cool stuff that I, I found while researching. Also, shout out to wikipedia.com and <laughs> genius.com for my sources, as well as... Um, Wikipedia is a great source. Everyone says it's not a good source. I think it's great. I'm like, why can I not use it? It has everything. It has... I, I can't find any other... Like, you can't find the information that's on Wikipedia anywhere else. Wikipedia is a is a good source, and anyone who says it's not is fucking lying. Bring back Wikipedia and donate. Doesn't it always want you to donate? Donate yes, to Wikipedia. Yes, and I, I'm not a donor. I do not donate, but if someone would sponsor me... If Wikipedia would sponsor me, I would maybe give them some back. Can I also just add one quick note before you continue? Of course. Okay, good. Since no one can see us right now, let it be known that Kylie looks like the most masked lesbian I've ever seen, and I look like the most feminine woman on earth, okay? like Wait, I need to take a screenshot. Kylie's about to top me, <laughs> and we're not, even in this, we're not even in the same city, so. We are in the same state, but not in the same place. 
Irene Phillips, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name correctly, um, commented on the Like a Virgin look, this is one of the most shocking, liberating, and influential moments in pop culture fashion history. Fashion has never been the same. Um, Madonna herself declared, I have always loved to play cat and mouse with the, co- with the conventional stereotypes. My Like a Virgin album cover is a classic example. People were thinking who I was pretending to be, the Virgin Mary or the whore. These were the two extreme. <laughs> you know which we are. Um, <laughs> these were the two extreme women, images of women I had known vividly and remembered from childhood, and I wanted to play with them. I wanted to see if I could merge them together, Virgin Mary and the whore, as one and all. The photo statement. <laughs> Don, I love you, but we've, we've been drinking also. The whore makes me laugh. <laughs> um. The photo was a statement of independence. If you want to be a virgin, you are welcome. But if you want to be a whore, it's your fucking right to do so. Um, and if no one's ever seen this album cover, it's pretty... I, it was pretty provocative for the time. And yeah. I... I mean, today, it's like... What we have today is like... Oh, it's like... It's like that's... Like, <laughs> she is a virgin. And basically... Yeah, she is the Virgin Mary. Yeah, but one of the things... Really cool things uh, that I did not realize until researching this was she has um, a, a belt on the dress that says boy toy, which I never knew. No, me either. I didn't know until I read um, your research. Yeah, so it, it has a belt um, that says boy toy, which, again, just, like, really adds to what the image she's trying to make. After its release, Like a Virgin received mixed reviews from music critics, but it was a commercial success. Wow, I was just looking at her. She looks she, so good on the cover. I'm she sorry. does. Like, the teased hair. The teased hair. She, she, like, this changed culture, this album. I cannot express that enough. How, thing, like, how Madonna in general, but how this album and her changed culture, especially for women and women in the pop, women in the pop, you know, industry, pop culture. After its release, uh, Like a Virgin received mixed reviews from music critics, uh, but was a commercial success. It became Madonna's first number one album on the Billboard 200 and set the record as the first female album in history to sell over 5 million copies in the United States. And this truly was the start, again, of, of seeing Madonna as an icon. So when did you first hear this album, Kyle, or hear a song off the album? Okay, so... Yeah, so, um, well, I mean, I guess to answer your first question, I honestly, the, f- the f- listening to it the full time through, I heard it a few weeks ago yeah. because, um, which is so weird. Like, it's, I, I feel like I would have listened to it so before, so much before, earlier than that. But, um, yeah, no, I listened to it a few weeks ago and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think it's a lot different to the music that we listen to today, obviously. So Completely. it definitely feels Completely. like, I wish I could just be back in time when it was released, even though, again, I was only two years old. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. No, I like, agree. When I yeah, was like, this album, I was like, I want to be, in, I wanted to be in the club. Yeah, when this shit came out. I mean, I, me in the club today when Like a Virgin comes on, like it's life changing. So I could only imagine it, like at the time. Like I'm sure it was just groundbreaking, and I'm, I'm sure it was something like people have never heard before. But um, yeah, yeah. So listening to it through for the first time, I thought it was really awesome. But you know, of course, like Material Girl, Like a Virgin, Angel, like I've heard all those songs before for basically my entire life um so yeah it's been with me for a long time even though not the complete album but yeah so um i also did not really hear this album all the way through till maybe like a year ago um and of course like i had known i had known only really material girl and like a virgin um but my roommate dylan who's been on who was on the pod um earlier and um dylan was in this like big Madonna mood at the time and was like sending me I think he sent me I want to say it was Angel I don't I I cannot confirm or deny but I'm pretty sure it was Angel and I was like whoa I was like I did not know and I had the record I've had the record for a while I've just not listened to it me too it's just been collecting dust and ever since I've been like this is such a good album like like old gays are gonna come for us Oh yeah, oh, it's collecting dust. I'm sorry. <laughs> hope they don't know. Hope they don't know how to listen. This album to me, I think, when I think about this album and what it means to me, I really reflect on the effect it has on the culture again. Um, I think as a woman in the '80s, boldly claiming what she claimed, um, completely changed the game. And again, like that stat that I just said, she was the first female in history. Um, 
she was the first female in history with an album sold over five million copies in the United States. And to me, like it shows a woman in control of her sex life, in control of her emotions, and in control of her career, which was such a new idea in mainstream culture. Again, like there had been people saying these things, artists saying these things for decades, but for her to be the first like best selling woman and record to have these themes is pretty is pretty you know influential so to me like when I when I talk about what this album means to me I'm really thinking about the impact that it really had on culture and eventually we've felt those impacts obviously now how many years later and growing up that maybe wouldn't we wouldn't have felt if this album or these ideas weren't said in that time yeah um I think I totally agree. I have something um, along the lines written down that's super similar to that. It's kind of, you know, I mean, this answer is going to be super gay. So that's your it's warning. Okay. Okay. Also, everyone, but if you did not know, Kyle is a homosexual. The, well, I'm sorry. Would you be doing like a virgin with a straight man? You don't. How dare you categorize? I'm sorry, <laughs> but I think that would just be against every law that exists. Anyway, so. I'm, okay, um, but yeah, continue. So, like, of course, you know, um, I don't know who who's listening, who knows this, but I love my pop girlies, like, you know, Ariana and Gaga are up there for me, like, Rihanna, like, even, I, you know, they're not pop girlies, but they're divas, like, Megan Thee Stallion, like, yeah, you know, I, I stream their music all the time, and I think that without someone like Madonna, this these these um artists today they wouldn't be where they are and wouldn't be able to produce what they do because Completely. you know I this is like I remember when I was younger and I was like listening I was like Gaga was my number one and I was listening to the fame when it first came out and you know so of course, good yeah, so which good. is just a whole nother episode and in, in, in the future you have to um but I was I remember listening like of course like paparazzi and the fame and my mom was like, oh, like, she's like, she's such Madonna. Like, she's so much like Madonna. She would not be able to be where she is today without Madonna. And I was like, at the time, again, like, I wasn't a super huge Madonna fan. Like, at the time, maybe Material Girl I knew. And yeah, but also, like, you were young. It's like. Right, yeah. Okay, you mind exposed. you, I was, like, middle school. Probably elementary <laughs> school, if I'm being honest. Um, I'm like, paparazzi. In the <laughs> but, um, no, but seriously, um, my mom would always tell that to me. And mind you, my mother is, like, country bumpkin should own a, own a farmhouse like has no friends like you know she's in her own world okay i mean she, she of course, is she, in her own world love her yeah. since a star is born gaga is one of her favorites let it be known but um yeah she would always tell me and i think my, my mom was the first one to tell me that and of course not in a such as much detail as you know it goes into and how how, how important madonna really was for the pop industry specifically pop women today mm-hmm. um but yeah i think it's huge and it's all rooted in yeah. madonna's music honestly yeah and i thank I, you madonna yeah thank you madonna um and i completely agree with what you just said like i don't think like when i think about gaga and like yeah like she definitely does remind me about of madonna especially just the way that they came up in the industry they have a very similar um story of coming up um and all those those female artists and especially like when I think about Ariana, I think about Megan Thee Stallion, I think about, again, Rihanna. Like, all these very powerful, when I think about those women, I think of powerful women who own their career, who own their sex life, their sexuality. Yeah. Um, and are, like, present themselves as, like, sexual beings, but, like, that independently. Mm-hmm. And I find that music amazing, and I love that music. But, like, it is correct. It's, like, I don't know where that would be without, like, this album. Right, like, how would WAP? How would people feel about WAP How in the 80s? People- <laughs> <laughs> like, I know everyone was outraged about, I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Oh, sorry, can I curse? I don't know. But, like, what yeah, is WAP? Like, all older people are being like, this is so disgusting. But yeah. I'm, I, if I'm correct, isn't that how people felt about Madonna? You, yeah, basically. And like, she has cemented her place in music, music history and in pop history. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I just think that WAP wouldn't... Like a virgin walked, so Wop could run, ladies. No, but no, like I no, but like you are correct. It's like when you look at a certain population of people, which is obviously in the older or religious, like especially like with this, when we're talking about like like a virgin and like the themes of like the Bible, it's like oh, it's like this really struck like a crowd. Obviously, because she and I think she meant to do that um, intentionally. Again, like, I agree. It's, like, when you think about, like, 
WAP or no, it's use born born this way is a better example. Like born this way, or born, same no, born this way is yeah, a great, great yeah born this way is a great theme a great I meant a great Not example. Uh, no WAP like I understand where you were going though like I don't disagree <laughs> like I understand what you were trying yeah, to say, yeah. but no born this way is such a good that born this way is such a good example. Yeah, it's um, like it's like Gaga's like a virgin. Yeah, especially the plays on religious um, on on religious themes. I mean, um. Yeah, kind of identical. Obviously, in a lot of different ways. Obviously, but very different, but very different, I, but like linear. They're identical. Linear, but <laughs> yeah, but the same. <laughs> the completely different, but exactly the same. <laughs> so this album starts off with Material Girl. Living in a material world. Material. Living in a material world. Material. So this song was written by um, Peter Brown and Robert Rand. Um, the opening track, and this was the second single off the album. And what I was researching, obviously, like I said in the beginning, this album made Madonna an icon, but specifically this song. And to start off this album with this song, I think was a great move. Great, like first of all, not. this the second you hear the drum beat, you know oh, yeah. what's happening. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah that drum beat and that and that. In that bass line where it's like exactly. it's kind of like new wave 80s yeah. melody going on. Yes. Um, I know exactly what is playing and I know I'm dancing. And you know, know everyone I'm... in the room will stand up. <laughs> everyone should and if they don't. If you, you don't, you should there. leave. Yeah, exactly. And also, this is a pretty iconic music video. And I remember I was texting you about this last night. It's that pink dress with that diamond necklace and bracelet and earrings based off Marilyn Monroe's yeah. performance of Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. I, everything about this song is just perfect in my mind. No, I, I, I think I just want to say, like, this is this is the first song that I ever heard off the album when mm-hmm. I was probably Same. I don't even know how old I was because it was obviously already out. But um, I would say whenever you did hear it at a young age, right? probably elementary school. Like, I remember yeah. vividly that my mom that i had this like pink cd and it had like these teen girls covering songs it was like this another one was um holla back girl by gwen stefani <laughs> um another one was big girls don't cry like crazy songs oh okay? great but, but great songs great songs great songs and i crazy cherished songs, this cd yeah. i hung it on my wall when i when it stopped playing but um i remember that like my mom would always have this one in the car and i was too young to be in the front seat so i'd be in the back seat of the car and this, it was this song and Beautiful by Christina Aguilera that I would sit in the back seat of the car, <laughs> sorry, and I would sing it to my mom, and she'd watch me through the rear of your mirror. Rear Aww. view mirror. Um, so, I don't know, this song, I, like, I've, this song has been with me through my entire life, and yeah. it was that's definitely, a, like, really one nice of memory. my first favorite songs, like, Sexual yeah, Awakening. it's a good one. Like, my mom knew I was gay, okay. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um. <laughs> That's a but cute, yeah, that's a nice moment. That's and nice I think, every, you know, e- everyone knows this song, whether you want yeah. to or not. Everyone knows it. Yeah, whether you want to or not. And, you know, it it hits you exactly like the type of person she is with the opening lines where it says, some boys kiss me, some boys hug me. I think they're okay. If they don't give me proper credit, I just walk away. Oh, what a it resonates bad so deep. bitch. What a bad bitch. I like, literally, I literally have bad bitch energy in my notes. Literally, it just like it's just so good, boss and girl. like she is like she's a good girl boss, not like a bad girl boss. Oh no 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 no, good girl all the way. For Madonna said, "I'm very Madonna said I'm very career oriented. You are attracted to people who are ambitious that way too. Like in the song Material Girl, you are attracted to men who have material things because that's what pays rent and buys you furs. That's the security that lasts longer than emotions." Well, girl, if society has put these these expectations exactly. of men taking care of women for the entire existence, and we're finally at the point where that's not really the truth, but yeah. you know what? You you chose to make that a thing for so long that we're going to reclaim it. Not we, because I'm not a woman, but women are going to reclaim it. Yeah. Sorry, sometimes I just feel like a woman when I'm in a relationship, okay? But, <laughs> <laughs> but women are going to reclaim it, and they're going to say, you know what? I'm not going to be with you unless you can financially support me, unless you can yeah. buy me everything I want. Yeah, also... Good point. Didn't put this in my notes, but I will say it. Like, Madonna got a lot of heat for this song. People saying, like, she's a gold digger. But really, she was just spelling out. It's like, well, society has taught me that a man should provide for me and all these things. And if I'm saying I want those things, but then you're, like, rolling it back on me and saying I'm a gold digger, like, what? Does that make any sense? Thank you, the cult of domesticity. 
Yeah. That they, like this is no, it made it made complete sense. This is exactly what it is. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and it's just like it's so funny to me the backlash that she got with this song because it's like this is what society is saying. It's saying a woman shouldn't do anything and a man should provide everything. So when a woman says, I want those material things because I live in a material world, why is it a bad thing? Tell me I that. Agree. I agree. Again, like, I think, I think another, I think I have to relate it back to today. And, you know, I think a, a huge part of this is Madonna was the first woman to sing about these kind of things. And now Agreed. you hear songs like, Bitch better have my money. Seven rings. Yeah. Like honestly, yeah. any exactly. rap, no, exactly. any rap bar that Megan sings, like all like this, this is every song today. Yeah. And she was the first one to do it, and she got all the heat for it. But you know what? She took the heat for a good reason. Exactly. And this really, I think, sets. I think this is a perfect first song because, again, it really tells the story in some ways of just Madonna in general. And like, I think she was trying. I don't know, like. She goes back and forth of, like, whether she was trying to, like, be controversial. Like, I don't really know if she was. I think she was just speaking her truth. I think everything's intentional to some some extent. But I do think that she's not completely lying. Yeah, and I agree. And I think no matter what, she's always, like, she is completely true to herself, like, still today. And, like, she, like, you can just feel that in this song. And it really sets up the whole rest of the album. Yeah, like girl, I'm not, I'm not going to not be with someone because they don't have money, but also if you have money, like, give it give to me. me. Give me. <laughs> so we move on to Angel, which is honestly probably one of my favorite songs <laughs> off this album. I agree. I agree. Um, and I love how it begins, begins with a laugh. I love it. I, I love the, the voiceovers, the laugh overs, everything. Yeah, the laugh overs throughout the song are really good. And throughout the Ooh. there's a lot of there's a lot of overs or voiceovers throughout the album too, which I just Which I love. Um I literally one of one of my notes says, Let me dance. My first note is classic. I feel like this is one that a lot of people know but don't think of right away, which is so interesting. I agree. Like, when I heard the song for the first time, I was like, I've definitely heard this before. Yeah, of course. But yeah. it's not like a cl- – I, when I hear – when I think of Madonna, I'm thinking, like, holiday. I am thinking material girl. I'm thinking, like, a virgin, four minutes. Yeah, all those songs. I don't think of Angel. And it makes me mad because I'm like, this is such a good song. Yeah. And, every, again, I think most people know this song. Yeah. So this was written by Madonna and Stephen Bray. Um, and it was actually one of the first songs developed for this album. Um, and this Kylie, I even know that. Sorry, I even know that says I want to dance and I love to laugh. <laughs> oh, and I love the laugh. We're the same person. I want to dance and I love the laugh. <laughs> yeah, me and Kyle are the same sorry. person. Me and Kyle love to scream, laugh, and dance. That yeah, that's our only hobbies. Um, <laughs> but according to Madonna, this is about a girl saved by an angel and then she falls in love with him. Um, and this was released as the third single um, off the album. It actually peaked at number five on the Billboard Hot 100s in June 1985. Um, so it was, like, popular at the time. And, like, I like again, like, I think most people have heard the song. And I think it's kind of a shame that this is not, like, a go-to Madonna song. Because it is so good. And in disguise, I can, I can see, see it in your eyes. eyes. I don't think it's a bottom of the barrel, but I do think it should be higher up. Okay, I agree. I think it's a, it's like, it makes me dance. And I think, like... <laughs> I just this whole song. It makes me dance. Like, it does. Like, I really have nothing else to say besides it's a great song. If you've never heard it, please give it a listen. I would just like to say that I, I think that Madonna is the originator of manifestation. The, the lyric... <laughs> sorry. The, no, what? sorry, that came out of nowhere. But the lyric, I was reading my notes. It, it says, you came when I wished for you. <laughs> oh, okay. So she invented manifesting. And I think that everyone's like, I'm going to manifest this now, but bitch, sometimes when you manifest baby. love, shit doesn't work out, okay? Okay, and sometimes if you manifest love and it ain't no angel, baby, it's you gotta let it. You gotta let it come to you, and I think that throughout the album, Madonna I completely will, agree. I think that throughout the album, Madonna kind of gets into, maybe she shouldn't have wished for this point in the first place, you know what I'm saying? I agree. But I, I don't know, I, I, love, I think I agree. This, this, this song, like, just reminds me of, like, I don't know, like, I think it reminds me of, like, young love, and, like, like a first yeah, love, fun. or, like, fresh fun. love, you know? Yeah. When, yeah, you, when you see a person for the first time and you're like, oh, shit, like, I have feelings for them. Yeah, like, this is, I completely agree. This is definitely giving me those vibes. Um, 
and it's that it's like that it, for that spark that effect yeah. that um when you're like infatuated with someone yeah. you like first start like getting that crush and it's like that's how i like think of this song move on to probably i would say this is probably madonna's most well-known songs oh that's kind of, well one of them one of them i would say out of like five this is probably on in i agree five. i agree out of, out of five i agree i i would say there's probably like five songs that like a lot like most people would know and then this is one of them so this song was written by oh sorry <laughs> like a virgin we're talking oh, about no, like, we're like a virgin we're not gonna tell you what it is you have to guess <laughs> you have to guess what song i'm talking about um like a Virgin, the third song on the album, written by Tom Kelly and Billy Steinberg. Um, the lead single and the namesake of the album, this was Which, Madonna's... great choice. Amazing choice. Amazing choice. Um, was Madonna's first of several U.S. T- chart toppers. And this hit number one at the end of 1984, three months after um, her most iconic live performance at the 1984 VMAs. If you've never seen it. I'll put it in the show notes, maybe. I don't know. You should watch it. Um, I don't know. Maybe you should watch it. I don't know. Maybe you should culture yourself if you have it. Like a virgin. <laughs> like a virgin. Um, also topped the charts in Australia, Canada, and was a top 10 hit in France, Germany, Switzerland, and the UK. Um, I have some more notes, but do you have anything to say? Um, I don't know. Like, like I said before, like I think this is a really the best choice for... The album of the title, wait, the title of the album, sorry, <laughs> I think this is the best choice. Um, I also think this is one of my favorite songs in the, on the, um, on the album. I think that, yeah, it's good. like, you know, like we were saying that Angel's like the first stage in a relationship. I think that this kind of gets into like, oh, maybe yeah. like when you're being intimate the for the second. first time with this person, right? It's like the second stage. Ooh. And, um, I don't know though. I think, I think. She's, you know, throughout the throughout the song, she's like, I, it feels like like I'm a virgin, da 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 da. But the one lyric that I love the most is when she yeah. says, "With your heartbeat next to mine," and I think that yes. I think that a lot of people skip that, and it's like it's like I think a lot of people look at this song and they think, oh, it's like such, it's just all about sex, and you know, it makes me feel like a virgin when I have sex with you. But I think it's she's more talking about the love that makes her feel like a virgin, you know, like it's like yes. almost like I said, like her first love, and that one lyric, I don't know, I think solidifies it for me that it's deeper than a fuck, okay. Yeah, I agree. It is deeper than just having sex with someone. Um, I think, so also I think, like, when you're with someone and it's new and it's exciting and you're, like, really into someone, like, you're really, like, emotionally invested and, like, it's that, that waiting period before you do sleep with them. Like, I do feel virginal. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm like, ooh. The, like, the, I'm title like, of, the title of this episode, I do feel virginal. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like I do. It's like it's like I'm being. I'm like so, me in my white. Agree? No, I'm in my white silk gown. I'm in and my I'm white like, silk. I'm so, and this is I'm so. T- Stop. I am, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I mean I'm not. This is this is TMI. None of you guys know me, but I'm not one to sleep around. But I do think when it's special. Okay, we're we're exposing. This is a therapy session now. But I think when it's special with someone, it feels um it feels a lot different it feels, and it. Yes. And it, yeah, it feels feels lovely. Um I'm a virgin. <laughs> yeah, it does. So I also this is another song which I think when you hear the beginning of that like bass, it's like you know what song is on. Undeniable. Like, you know what song is on. Um one of my notes says when I hear this song I think about Glee. Okay. You need to actually sign off the podcast. I'm gonna be taking over from here because that's so fucking unfortunate. <laughs> You don't remember, you know the Glee no, like, episode? I'm when a Glee. When you hold me, when you hold me, no. when your heart beats, when your heart beats. That's, whenever I hear this song, I'll think about that. I'm a Glee, but Glee could never ruin Madonna for me. Like, that's so scary. Oh, shut that. up. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? This song was actually, um, Billy Steinberg um, reported to the LA Times that this song was actually not only meant for a female performer. Um, and That would have sucked. Yeah, honestly, a man singing this could no. no. I could not imagine a, ma- a man of any sexuality singing this song. It has to be Madonna. I mean, maybe it's because it we be... heard it as Madonna, but I don't know. Yeah, but like it has to be. Um, <laughs> this also has a pretty iconic music video. If you've never seen it, I definitely recommend. Um, it's her like sailing down the canals of Venice, 
um of course and it is. roaming roaming around a palace wearing a what a white wedding dress um and there's also this lion there's just a lion roaming around <laughs> that's kylie so i just wrote this 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 song is a statement um i wrote some of my favorite lines are gonna give you all my love boy my fear is fading fast. I love that you guys can cover this cast for ex- for exclusive performances by Kylie. <laughs> no, but I love those lines. I'm going to give you all my love, boy. My fear is fading fast. My personal Been favorite lyric all. is... Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> oh, I almost just fell. <laughs> I'm going to need to give a warning before this episode that we're a little drunk. Not drunk, uh, just a little tips. I didn't think I... Uh, no, yeah. Okay, anyways. My favorite lyric is... Ooh, ooh, um, ooh, touched for the very first time. Da-na-na-na. With your heartbeat, with your heartbeat next to mine. That's my favorite. Yeah, great song. Um, a, I think just um, influential, obviously, in Madonna's career. So we leave like a virgin, and we're on virginly. Oh no! Unfortunately. Unfortunately, and virginly. <laughs> unfortunately, and virginly. Um, to over and over, um, fourth track on the album, where this song's really Madonna singing about determination, picking herself up from disappointments, and has really great drums. Like, like when I first heard the song, I really got into. It really reminds me of um of like a classic eighties movie like and it's like a yes. dance scene or oh, like maybe yeah, like yeah, 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 maybe yeah, yeah. like a running scene. Yeah, it's like I'm working out with Olivia Newton John. Literally. And I have my like what are they called? Um like warmers, warmers. and like the in like the, the high cut the high cut it's my mom. It's my mom teaching potties. Yeah, basically. That's like what this song feels like. Over and over. Um, I, th- I think I also like that it's a break from a, the topic of a man. Yeah, me too. I, you know what? I can't stand on a man for a long time. No, no, no. So, I, need, I need a breather. And you know what? I think this is just a good feel-good song. Um, again, I just want to dance to this song. There's a lot of songs I just want to dance to on this album. It's a dance album. Some of the lyrics I took out, I said, You try to criticize my drive. If I lose, I don't feel paralyzed. If... It's not the game, it's how you play, and if I fall, I get up again now. And I just think it's a good, feel-good song. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I think I wrote down this lyric in very incorrectly. It doesn't make any sense grammatically, but it's something <laughs> along the lines of, like, um, I'm not going to give as much as I can take. Yeah, and I think, you know what, here's the thing. Like, Madonna, I feel like, is very much this song. <laughs> Like, you know, if she loses, if she falls down, she doesn't feel paralyzed, and she's going to get up again over and over, like she says. And over really and over. Over and over. And I think this is just a really song that shows her as a person, and I love yeah, this song. Yeah, I think, I think you really see her self-growth. Um, and Yeah, she, completely. She really sees what she wants out of life. Um, and, yeah. she, you know, I, I think you can also tell that um, – she has like anticipation for what's coming and she knows that there's greatness ahead and whether or not that's about a man i think it could be i think it couldn't be but i think that yeah, who knows it this song kind of makes you excited for the future you know like if Come, you're oh yeah you're good, on your good point right good like point. you're you're on your your grind and you're finally with where you want to be with yourself and you're ready yeah. for uh, who like you're like i don't care if you bitches knock me down like i'm just gonna get back up and keep doing me because that's what's working exactly exactly i love it And then we go into one. I think this is the, this is the saddest song off the album, yeah. um, which is "Love Don't Live Here Anymore." It's like the the one of the only sad songs. It's one of the only sad songs, and it makes me kind of cry when I think about it and sing it. Yeah, I'm crying. <laughs> you know, you're crying. Um, and this actually, in my research, I learned was a cover of a Rose Royce song that was released in 1978. And Title.com um, categorized this as for Madonna to record it. Um, could have been considered a ballsy move, um, given that it was such a, a signature soul hit for, for Rose Royce in 1978. Um, but when I hear it, I think this really showcases the emotion that Madonna can sing. 
and her versatility her versatility i agree um i think i know the song from rock of ages the musical which is so embarrassing i um, did not even know that was in yeah there. that's how i know the song because i was like wait this is a madonna song but no it's a cover that's why i didn't know it was a madonna song um yeah. but i agree i think that um i don't really expect this from this album which i think is why it's so cool to like have it right in the middle because she's mm-hmm. like she's kicking it this whole time and then it's like whoa yeah. what is this and i also think that a cover in an album is can be if it's I done really it. well it can be it can be really um it can be really uh what's the word influential it can do a lot for the like, album i think i agree like yeah. some of my like i know you don't love lana del rey but um one of my favorite things about lana del rey is she like usually i'm just i'm just she usually covers um like a song i do like that song on there's a there's a lot which you one? <laughs> oh, doing time yeah no but like i think covering a song is really um it could be really cool it can really show again i think again like your versatility and being able to take on and this song was a classic um a rose royce classic a soul classic and be able to kind of make it your own and do it your own way but still sound so amazing yeah is, i i you i have, have to be talented that, to do that yeah by by the end of the song she literally sounds like she's like breaking like she sounds so, torn apart so in my research so this was the first time this recorded was the first time Madonna had ever performed with a live orchestra. Wow. And Roger Niles said she sang and she became so overcome with emotion she started crying, but I mm-hmm. left it on the record. You can totally And tell. I think Roger Niles is an amazing producer, but for him to kind of keep that on and keep that really breaking of her, it's such this vulnerable moment, but it's so perfect for this song again like i think it's such a whoa it's such a like it makes you stop it gives you kind of like a whiplash in the progression of the album this song but it's so good it's so good and i think it it can fit like the story of where we're going eventually i agree i think if she didn't have this moment in the song that it would i don't know i think when there's no vulnerability in an album um Mm -hmm. i think that or just in general i think that it can be feel very fake and like a front um and i think that she needed this moment i do think it's interesting that this isn't the one song that isn't hers and it's the only time in the album that we have that she's like really emotional like this and i think that's cool um and it's interesting it's just like straight in the middle it's straight in the middle right she just said poop yeah i i i didn't really in my research like know why they put what song which um it's interesting obviously i think there is a, a method um but i didn't really see it I don't really, um, yeah, I don't really know if albums back in the day were, like, done as much in order as they are now. I think it could have been arranged differently. No, different they are. Well. Oh, they are? No, they are. Yeah, because you're trying to tell a story. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think this album, like, I, per- I don't know. Personally, maybe it's just me. I think it could be a little bit out of order, but, I mean, I think it makes I it I think works. for this, it is. Like, I think for this, yeah. it is. But, like, if you look at really majority of, like, anything on, like, anything really, I would say, before the 90s, like, really should have a story. Because when, you, when we're in the 90s, we're going more digital. We're going more in CDs and more hits. Yeah. Where it's like people are selling a song instead of an album. Yeah. Um, but with this, like, I agree. It's like, I, I I don't really know the order. It kind of throws me off. And this in the middle, kind of, I kind of yeah. thrown off by I it. Think, but I, I still love like, it. I think it's a great song. No, of course. But I, I also think that with, like, going from, like, a version to over and over. Like, I think that's also kind of abrupt. I don't, I don't yeah. hate it, but I think it's abrupt. Yeah. Maybe that's just our generation where you see something different. I don't know. And this song, like like I said, like she really has the voice of like a soul singer, and it's a ballad. And and when I was reading on title, uh, they had this great analysis of it, and basically saying like how Madonna's first album, which has, I think, "Holiday" on it, and like "Celebrate," like it was good, but it was like really only connecting with like a white audience but when she put on like songs like this which was a cover of a, an iconic soul singer rose royce and songs like shooby do which we'll get into like she really hit like this motown soul vibe which connected a lot more to black audiences audience diverse audiences and again i think like really built her up to become this icon that she is and like that's why i'm like i really do love this cover it's because it's like one it's good, but it's like also like connecting a real different whole audience um, to her music. I mean, yeah, girl, she's a scatting queen by the end of this album. So, yeah, she is. I agree. Uh, she she really is by the end. And I think she was always ahead of her time with that. I don't think she. Oh, I agree. 
I mean, you know, I think back in the day, there was definitely less expectations of, of artists. Obviously, it was a different time. But I think that if you had to pinpoint the first few artists to really be at the forefront of accepting and embracing diversity, whether it's race yeah. or sexuality or oh, yeah. religion, it was, it was always her. Maybe. Yeah, she's, she's one of yeah. the top, I think. So. Yeah. Love don't live here anymore. Two. I think Kyle's favorite song. <laughs> dress you. What are my, what are you dress you up my love. No, what are my newer favorite. What? Uh, no, I, I, I did not. Honestly, I've never heard this song before. I listened to the album for the first time a few weeks ago, and I think it's like Material Girl's bigger sister. Like, like oh, I. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a, yeah. I like that. I like that analysis. No, like seriously, I was super, super impressed by this song, and I think if if it was produced a bit differently, like, and the song came out today, I would be have streaming on repeat yeah it's it's really good it's 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 so good um this was actually the last track to be added on the album and i was so glad it was and it was submitted late by the songwriters andrea laroso and peggy stanzali i think is how you pronounce the name um and originally nile rogers rejected it um saying there was no time to compose a melody and record it but madonna pushed for this song's inclusion on like a virgin because she really liked the lyrics um, the song and the uh, you know you get that drum beat driven dance track, um, you get the guitar, the vocals from the choir. Um, the choir, just, the choir makes me feel like I'm in the final battle of some shit. It's so good, and it's just like complete metaphor for fashion and sex and dressing up with passion. And I just think it's so good, and it's such a fun song. Like when I hear the song, I'm like, this is a fun song. Yeah, I think I think it kind of touches every base. It's like. It's a love song. It's a sexy song. Mm-hmm. It's like you're my you're my cute boo song. Like it's everything. Yeah. Like and I think that it really touches all the bases that I needed to cover. Um, yeah, I agree. The the lyrics are freaking awesome. Um, and I think that it really is secure, secure for me. Like listening to the song. I mean, it didn't do this for me, but I think it does secure her diva status. Like and the the vocals. I agree. The vocals alone, like it's very like baby pop diva. Like kind of whiny yeah, kind of like in her like mix she's like da, 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 da. like, mm-hmm. it's like I, I think she's it's like so no, I awesome i love it and i'm so glad it made it to the album because i'd be very upset if i never heard the song yeah it's it's just a fun song like i think when i hear about that when i hear that song i'm just like oh this is so fun and i agree and i haven't thought about that it really does touch all the bases of like relationship quote-unquote um it's just fun. I love it. I think it's good, and I'm very happy that it was on the album. I'm glad that I Madonna. It's it's Im- it's important to say it. that when a man dresses nicely, it increases your chances tenfold. Okay. Oh, are you telling the men out there? Personally, no. Personally, I just think that you know, even if you're not the most attractive or you don't have the best personality, if you dress well, baby, that's and use a man's. I, yeah, Seriously, very it heightens your chances. Basically. Men who dress well. I'm drawn to, attracted to, and when when a man dresses well, it's just like, whoa. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, whoa. Bring it home to mama. Yeah. So. She just wants to add, she just wants to add the love on top, okay? Basically. Do, I want to dress do, you up with my love. Okay, I know I said Angel was my favorite song, which I think it is, but this is a second one. This is your, this is your. Come to me, baby. Don't say maybe. This song is the hidden gem off this album. If I were to go back in time (laughs) and to Madonna, I'd be like, girl. And we were BFFs. Like, back in the day when I was Madonna's manager. Madonna's PR representative. I would have told her that this should have been released as a single. And I don't know why it wasn't. Because it's so fucking good. I was, like, listening to this song on repeat, like, all day today. All the way up. It's just so good. Uh, I, I also like this song a lot. I think, again, like, the talking interludes and yes, the very sax good. solo. Like, it's so good. very sexy and... 
the chorus is perfect and it's super catchy and um i also kind of noticed um me like i have this written down i ha there's this parallel to um i believe it's i think it's um love don't live here anymore I yeah would, I so in love that. Don't, yeah so in, there's a specific lyric um but in love don't live here anymore she says in the windmill of my eyes everyone can see the loneliness inside of me and in this song she says when i look into your eyes baby here's what i see i see so much confusion and it's killing me okay go off with the and with I the know, noticing I know, I know. Come on, um, smart boy over here. But yeah, no, I don't know. I think it works really well with this album, and I think that it's a really good parallel at that moment. Um, and she's felt these feelings before, as we hear in "Love Don't Live Here yeah, More." Definitely. And now, when her lover or her partner is whatever, these, yeah. she knows exactly what he means. But I don't know, girl. I'm like, listen. When someone has trauma of past relationships and you want to be with them, I know in that moment the only feeling can be like. I want to fix you and I want to be with you exactly. and make this work. But that's not your job, girl. Madonna, get your shit together. Yeah, and like Madonna, I actually don't know how old she was when she released this album. Wait, let me look. Madonna, 1980. Okay, here's a quick little, while she's Googling, I was just watching this, po This her. she was on Instagram Live answering questions. Madonna? So random. Yeah, like the other day. She's I was watching psycho, this for an hour. But I she's love psycho. her forever. <laughs> like, I, wait, I just say, I just Googled <laughs> Madonna 1984 and nothing else. I meant Madonna 1984A and she continue. I'm sorry. No, on live the other day, they were like, what's your, they was like, it was a Q&A and they asked her, what's her one regret? And she goes, marrying him. <laughs> Correct. Like she learned. Like she learned. I know what she we do. She doesn't know, but she will Shoo learn. Do. So she was twenty six around this time, um, yeah. and you know we've all been there, done that, where you think you can fix a man, baby, you can't. And Madonna, she <laughs> she obviously learned <laughs> that that wasn't a regret, and she couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I think this is a fun song. Like, I do think, like, it has the lying, it has, like, underlying tones of, like, oh, this is a toxic relationship. Very toxic, yeah. But, but when you're it's in a toxic fun. relationship, you, you can't tell. It. And I, I think that's what she's kind of saying here. Like, we can all see from the outside listening to her that she's in a toxic relationship, but she doesn't know it. Like, when she says, I don't want to be alone, yeah. like, it's, you know, like, she... I don't know if she wants to be with him more or she just doesn't want to be without him, without someone. Yeah, it's, you, you don't know? know. And, like, when you're in, like, those very, like, high passion and, like, passion good, passion bad, it's, like, you can't, you don't know. You do not know what you want. Yeah, you're, you're easily blinded, like, easily. Funny thing that I learned in my research. So this is actually a homage to Stevie Wonder's 1968 hit, Shooby do be do da day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a certain homage to Motown music beginning with a slow introduction in the song in the doo wop genre and resembles songs of the early 60s, um, girl groups, and yeah, the saxophone, which we talked about, the saxophone breakdown played by Lenny Pickett. Um, and it just really discusses those relationship problems, but that kind of coming back together. And yeah, like really listening, really listening to it like post like me dancing, um, and really listening to the lyrics. <laughs> like this, me dancing, I'm sweating, I'm painting. <laughs> like this is t a toxic relationship. Yeah, I mean, I just want to shake her, but also like I get it. Yeah, but I've been there, done that, been and believe me, we get it. That. We get we'll do it in the future, it, and we'll we get into it in the next song, which is pretend. <sighs> He's a pretender. Pretender. <laughs> um, pretender starts with the chorus, which I think is pretty cool, and then moves into the verses. And it talks about seduction and the insecurity um, that's kind of felt with things that are kind of moving too fast with this guy. And I wrote in my notes in all capital letters, been there, done that. I have, we all know that guy. We have all had that man. We have all had the pretenders. I've had many pretenders in my life. How many times have we had this conversation with each other? other back and forth multiple times over multiple years over multiple years over multiple ages and stages in life multiple um, people, multiple everything and i think this is such a song where it's like if you go from it really makes sense i think from like dress you up to shooby do i think the last four songs are that story tell or that telling of the story of that relationship um but it makes so much sense coming from shooby do to pretender where she's like 
she's really like realizing it's like oh oh okay like i understand what's being i understand what's happening now and i understand who you are as Madonna says, if it's happened once, you know it's happened twice. Yeah, I wrote down those lyrics. Um, I wrote I wrote down the lyrics. I know that I should take my friend's advice because if it happened once, you know it's going to happen twice. If there's a chance, that, uh, then I know I've got to try. I'll make him dance with me. I'll make him tell me why. Exactly. If you want to get something out of a man, make him dance because he'll be extremely uncomfortable and he will admit anything to you. I agree with that, actually. But, um... Here's the thing, though. I love the song, and I'll dance to it. But, Agreed. and I love a song that I can dance to that's talking about sad things. Yeah, I like, Um, I mean, it's very chromatica, right? It's like the saddest lyrics with the best beat. Um, Completely agree. I mean, and even that, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really get, I don't know, really know if I get sadness from this song. I more get, like, not that she ever lost the narrative, but I think she's reclaiming it literally just from Shubidoo. Like, she lost it for a second, like, for one few minutes. Yeah. And now she's like, actually, wait, like, I'm back to, like, my material girl. I know exactly what I want. Yeah, she's back like, to, she knows who she is. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think she ever, yeah, maybe she does forget who she is for a second. But, but like, um, I, I feel like I've been in those moments, and I don't know if you can relate or not, but, like, when you're so into another person and infatuated with them and, like, you know, sleeping with them or whatever, relationship, platonic, whatever, um, but, like, I feel like at times I'm, like, I have lost myself. And, like, I've done shit that I'm, like, I don't know why I did that. Oh, yeah. We all have. And I think that, like, in Shooby-Doo, she was going through that shit that's, like, she does not do. And then in Pretender, like, she – I agree with you. She is back to the material girl. She's back to knowing who she is and being, being that, being who she is. There's – I don't know if this um, – if it's just the end of the song, but there's the lyrics um, – when, but like you said, I'll make him dance with me. I'll make him tell me why. I'm not afraid to fall a hundred times, and I'll believe in all your silly lies. I'd like to think that I could change your mind. Um, I think, you know, at, at towards the end of the song, she's like, I don't know, sometimes you even when you know that, that what kind of person they are, um, yeah. and if you can make yourself strong enough again, and if you think that you can kind of switch the roles, and if he's been playing you the whole time, then play him right back, you know? Yeah. Again, bad. This is like that line. This is like bad bitch energy. Bad bitch Madonna's back. Yeah, it's, it's like what we, it's what we all want. Exactly. It's it's just like material girl. You look at material girl. It's like she's giving you exactly what you want, and you're the one who's all you're the one who's all fussy about it, and meaning the man. But it's like this is exactly in this song specifically. It's like she's gonna do the exact same thing you were doing to her. So it's like. And you better not like act up about it. It's I mean, like, you recognize what kind of person they are, and yeah, and so I'm just giving that put yourself back, to back you. together, and then do it right the fuck back because they deserved it. Exactly, and karma. bad a bitch. bitch, bad bitch, it was a bad bitch. We end on the final song of the album, which is "Stay." Really good triple rhythms. Double-tracked vocals um, includes this noise resembling someone slapping a microphone. Um, spoken sequence, which fades away in the end, which I love. Love the talking. I the, the I just wrote scoop intro outro scoop outro because um, I think it's so good the talking at the end. Um, yes. So actually, fun thing that I learned about this in the early '80s when Madonna did not have a contract with a record label, she and Steve Bray, who was her collaborator. Um, wrote a few songs, which is one of them, and some of them were never used. Some of them appeared on her first album. Stay was the only one that ended up on, like, Virgin. So that's just pretty interesting in general. It's like, okay, this is coming from earlier Madonna. Uh, not earlier. It's only a few years, but um, Stay, yeah. Yeah, no, I um, I also love this song. I think that it's a really good choice for um, a goodbye to the album, for to close off the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think this is another song that could be kind of taken from any point of the relationship any stage of the relationship like beginning middle or end i definitely think she intended it to be at the end of relationship the end of the album it makes a lot of sense conceptually but um yeah i think we all felt like this whether it's you know you're falling for someone for the first time and you're like i could be with you for my life i want you to stay forever um or you think it's the end and you know it's your last your last plead for them to be with you yeah um i think that's good i think i also I love, fucking love the scatting. The scatting I, I is sc- so good. I had a scat for a show once, and it's very hard, okay? It's very hard. So props to Madonna and all the background singers. They're amazing. Yeah. I, I said scatting for the gods. 
Yeah, uh, truly. And I think. And yeah, I said, I said the scoop, 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 scootily dee bop, and goodbye. Amazing. Yeah, I just wrote scoop outro all couple letters. I think this is a great way to end the album. I agree. Um, I think conceptually, this could really be taken from any point of a relationship, beginning, middle, or end. Um, I think when we're following that storyline of the least the last four songs and stuff in the end of that relationship. But I think, again, like, one of my favorite things about this album that, and this, again, her second studio album that didn't reflect, reflected, like, more of her versatility in this album. And I think, like, the scatting, like, that's versatility to me that, like, you did not see on the first album. And, again, reaching a different kind of audience. Um, and soul, R&B, and all that stuff, which she hadn't really done on that first album. Um, I just think it shows versatility. I think it's a great way to end the album. And it's a great song. I love it. I think there are a lot of paths to choose. And I think that she chose the perfect path because conceptually, cohesively with her career, with yeah. who she is as a person, like it all makes perfect sense. And yeah, it's, it's a really, really great album. Honestly. Yeah. So I think it's perfect way to end the album. And, you know, this is a short album, only nine tracks. Um, but, but I do want to say one thing. I don't yeah. know if I'm gonna like. This is like I don't want to put the bad notes at the end. But the, my one note is like can, I do. I notes. do think that um a few of the songs um tend to get repetitive and tend I to agree. Be, tend to be dragged on for longer than they have to. I know that. I think that might be a generational thing again. Like I think that now what we're used to like minute and a half singles that are released and yeah, you know they're all super quick and it's like that like TikTok everything. We have short attention spans. Um, yeah. so maybe this is what the people wanted back then. I don't know. I can't tell you. I was only two years old. So. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> but yeah no um besides that though like it's i love this album honestly i've fallen yeah. the past few weeks and i do agree with you like with some songs like for me like when i hear like stay like like stay i do think it's a good song it's not a standout to me like i think a majority of all the other ones are like very st- like they are stand out in my mind but when i hear stay i'm like to me it's very repetitive again it's that uniqueness at the end with like the scatting and yes, the yes. outro but i do agree with you i think like there is some repetition but again like i think it was like a time thing i think context just the right. just the 80s if only um, we were alive yeah if only oh my god if only we were alive um but no i agree with you i think those are valid very 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 valid points wait, wait, so my one my one complaint so we kind of talked about the story at the beginning but where are you out with the story with this one at the um end? yeah i have so i guess my bigger theme so this album might kind of have two separate parts to them um my first one is i think obviously a big theme is love um oh yeah I think it includes every single stage um, that a person can feel when you're with one person. Um, Knowing what you want exactly to being enthralled with someone, being in love, Mm -hmm. being being intimate, and that the feeling is forever. And of course, the end. Um, I think now that I'm currently not in my own life dealing with any of this, I like to look back on it and I like to like kind of embrace it. Um, I know when you're in especially the worst parts of relationships, some of this can feel like triggering um per se um but i think that she really encompasses it well and i think that we've all experienced these feelings and i think that she does a really good job to bring them out in listeners um but i think my my overall my overall um what i what i what i get the most out of this element i think that's the most uh the thing that i want to emphasize the most is the assertiveness in who knowing who she is exactly yeah and And that's being powerful I mean, I think that it's very important that she's a woman, but just being powerful as her true self. And yeah. um, I think that even though there are definitely low points in her for this album, there have to be peak and va- peaks and valleys. Otherwise, you know, it wouldn't peaks be and valleys, baby. a full album. I think that she never is really confused. I think that I she always knows exactly how she feels and she always conveys it exquisitely and eloquently to the listener. Yeah, I think that's a, a very good point, And I agree. Like, I think it's telling a lot of different again like like we stated the last four songs are definitely telling like a love story and the first couple are i don't think they're cohesive but i think again it's just really representing who she is i think in and out of relationships in the low points and the high points like she is very confident and knows exactly where she is coming from and she states that and i think that's a really awesome thing and again like i don't think that was like i don't think it was a common thing for women in pop um to really be telling those stories or telling those songs um but i think she made it a staple um in pop 
and I'm very thankful for it I think again she paved the way with this album for again all the all the like all basically female pop artists that we talked about in the beginning modern ones the ones in the 90s 2000s my last three questions for you and then we're out of here um off this album one song to fall in love to to get your heart broken to and the defining song off this album um, so I actually answered this as one question. I know it was three separate. Okay, well that's okay. They're 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 rapid. It's rapid fire. Yeah. So um so a song to fall in love to like a virgin is the first one. Okay, um, I like that. Um, I think it's like, you know, I think Angel's a little bit too shallow. Not shallow, but I think it's like very young. I think that like a virgin's like you know the person you're with, and again that one mm-hmm. that one lyric stands out to me when I can hear your heartbeat for the first time. Like yeah. that's falling in love right there. Um, get your heart broken too. I'm gonna go with love don't live here anymore yeah I'm like that's the only I'm like that's yeah obvious answer love it amazing ballad Mm -hmm. soul it gives me everything I want it makes me depressed and breaks my heart every time I hear it um defining song of the album I don't know I'm just gonna have to say personally I'm just gonna have to go with material girl just because it means Mm -hmm. a lot to me yeah um myself but um I just want to quickly say that if I answer this question as one whole and it was a song that I could cohesively fall in love to, get your heart broken to, and the defining song of the album, I would have to say stay, just because I think it encompasses everything. Oh, you thought I was asking all of yeah, it. <laughs> I thought you were asking it all in one question. No, I'm sorry. I didn't. I put commas. You didn't see the commas? Yeah, but I, I want three separate ex- Okay, okay, points. I'll do it next question time. <laughs> okay, anyways, but yeah. I'll do it next season for you. I'll tell you. Um, you. For me, fall in love to Angel. I just love it. Even though you said it was mm-hmm. juvenile. Um, get your heart broken too. Obviously, <laughs> <think> you're juvenile. <laughs> obviously, love don't live here anymore. And my defining song off the album was like a virgin because it was the namesake. Um, I would have picked. I think I literally said when you said material girl, that's in my notes too. I didn't actually write my notes. I did this all. I do the last three questions all spontaneously. You know, I'm no, I, I love it. Um, uh, but I, I material girl and like a virgin, like I would say either or. It would depend on the day. Uh, you get me, but right now I'm gonna say uh, "Like a Virgin," just namesake of the album. And depends whether I'm fucking with the boy or not. Okay. <laughs> and I think when you think of, like, when I think of Madonna and I think of what cemented her in history, I think of this album, and I think of like what she did with "Like a Virgin," and I think of I think of this album basically. But I think of "Like a Virgin," and um, I love this album. I think it's so good. I think it's fun. I love to dance. I love to dance to this album. It couldn't be more perfect. It could be more perfect. So, oh my God, we are done with Like a Virgin. I'm a ton of I'm winded, oh, bitch. Lord. I gotta watch a drag race in 45 minutes, okay? Uh, I know, I gotta write my notes um, for my next episode. <laughs> um, so, anything to say to the people? Anything you want to plug, Kyle? Um, <laughs> hey, y'all. Um, I just want to say, Kylie, first of all, thank you for having me. This is my first podcast that I've ever done, and it's so fun. Um, I'm going to copy you exactly and make my own podcast. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, but seriously, I had so much fun and thank you guys for listening. You have to support Kylie. She is one of my best friends in the world. She's super smart. She knows everything that you need to know about music. So listen, um, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's at K-Y-L-D-U-B-S. Okay. I'm out here in New York City, so. Hit him up. Well, don't hit him up. Hit me up. Okay, girls. You have some work opportunities for I mean, definitely a weird stalker, but also, yeah, if you want, I I do fashion. So if you want me to work. Yes. Um. Kyle, you mean the absolute world to me. Um, I love you so much. I'm so happy you were on and we had so much fun and I can't wait to do more episodes with you, obviously. Um, but yeah, this was so much fun. I had the, a blast. I had so much fun. You. I feel like we're in the same room. We are in the same room, uh, mentally. Um, so this was, yeah, like a virgin. Um, follow us on Instagram at My Records and Me, on TikTok at My Records and Me. Um, next episode, stick around to hear um, a piece of that. But yeah, that was this episode, and um, I'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>
And also, she was his business manager. And me mm. and Josh both know this. Mixing pleasure and business is not good. <laughs> <laughs> me and Josh know this very well um, from our own experiences. It never ends well, personally. It does not. And I know it doesn't seem to have ended well here for Billy Joel either. So it's good to know we're in good company. Yeah, like I think it's very rare where that works out. Um, 